Blog Talk Radio. Welcome one and all to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show. I'm your host, Robert Rogers, the founder of Parkinson's Recovery and the marvelous year of 2004. As you can see by the origination of Parkinson's Recovery, we are now 12 years old, or perhaps I should say young discovering lots of natural options that are helping individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's find ways to reverse those particular symptoms. We cover many, many, many different topics on the radio show, so the range is quite wide. My philosophy as a researcher is to take into consideration any and all possibilities that offer the promise or the possibility of helping an individual who currently experiences the symptoms that are associated with a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. We have some exciting guests that are scheduled to be on the show here within the next coming weeks. You're going to be awed and inspired by some of the discoveries that people will be discussing. In particular, I can give you a couple of hints uh, one wonderful interview will be with a marvelous individual who has discovered a remedy that has helped him reverse all of the symptoms that he currently experiences. And he uses something that is called mannitol. Now, I had not heard of that myself, but we'll learn more about that in that interview with him and also, a rather fascinating interview we'll conduct with an individual who's also discovered a natural therapy that helps address the issues of candida. Now, candida, as it turns out, has also been implicated as a factor that contributes to the neurological symptoms associated with the diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. And I'll give you a hint as to what this doctor will be talking about. The hint is, hold on to your seats, turpentine. It turns out turpentine really isn't toxic. It's a natural substance from a tree called a spruce tree. So hold on to your seats in the coming weeks. We've got lots of of guests that have, for my money, lots of fascinating approaches and ideas that really are making a difference to thousands and thousands of individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. Now, my show today... I've been looking forward to now for literally months. It has to do with EMF exposures. In other words, any kind of an exposure that comes from a cell phone, a computer, or a cordless phone, or even from electrical wiring. Now, I've identified an individual who has become rather an international expert in identifying the health hazards of these types of uh, electronic devices, but more importantly, finding solutions and ways of healing the problems that these particular devices actually hold. Now, my guest is Lloyd Burrell, whose website is www.electricsense.com. So that's www.electric, and then joined it together with the word sense, S-E-N-S-E dot C-O-M. 
Lloyd Burrell, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be a guest on the radio show today. Yes, hello, Robert. Hello. 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 It's nice to hear from you. I wasn't, I wasn't sure you could hear me. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for the, uh, the very flattering uh, introduction. <laughs> well, I must uh, say to everyone that as we're conducting this particular interview, I think you'll be fascinated to even just visit Lloyd's website that has a wealth of fascinating information that I found to be extremely valuable. Well, Lloyd, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so my story... Um, how it all began for me, this whole EMF thing, was one day in 2002, uh, my cell phone rang. I took it out of my pocket, and I felt a strange reaction. Um, I say strange reaction. It was no more than that initially. And um, so a little bit um, disoriented and slightly dizzy, um, but nothing more than that initially. And I finished the telephone conversation, um, which lasted only a few minutes, and I put the phone back in my pocket, and, well, a few minutes later, the phone rang again, because at the time I was running a holiday rental business, and it was February, and that was kind of the time that people were calling in to make bookings. And the cell phone I'd only had since 1998, so this is 2002, so I'd only had it sort of four years. And the cell phone was actually a rather wonderful thing because it allowed me to get out of the office. <laughs> and so I was working on the parks. So it was a, a park um, with uh, these hire units on it, and I could stroll around the park and people would call me and they'd ask for information about bookings and it was great because uh, I could kind of do two, two jobs at once and I loved being outside rather than you know stuck in an office and so the phone rang again a second time um, and then it's this um, rather strange uh, reaction turned into an unpleasant feeling and a really um, within a very, very short time, uh, I had a pain on the side of my ear, which was, you could compare it to uh, an electric drill boring into the side of your head. I had this Ooh. intense pain. And really, that was, um, it, it, it started that quickly um, in uh, a very, very short time. I started experiencing these symptoms and so these were initial symptoms when I was using the cell phone. And so eventually, uh, when I say eventually, it was a matter of days, I managed to get myself around to the doctors. And I'm not a big one for doctors. Um, I've hardly had a day off sick, you know, my whole life. <laughs> I've always been one to sort of uh, muddle through. And, um, but um, this thing, obviously, there was something to it. Uh, because it it it, it, was, it it persisted. So I went to see my doctor, and he, who's a friend, and he uh, gave me uh, the once-over, prodded and poked, and he said, you know, he took my blood pressure, and uh, he looked me in the eye, and he said, it was stress. So I said, 
Okay, I thought we'll humour him. <laughs> it's stress. <laughs> I put the cell phone next to my ear. I've got the pain. I take it away. There's no pain. Okay, so he said, look, you know, take uh, take a vacation, go away, take a few days with your family, um, come back. I'm sure you'll be fine. So this was February, so it was actually uh, the kids' holidays. So that worked rather well. I took his advice, and I wanted to believe that he, that he was uh, correct in what he was saying. And uh, so we went away for a week, and I didn't use the cell phone, and I was perfectly fine. The Monday morning, I arrived to go back to work, and literally sort of 9.05, 9.10 or whatever, the cell phone rang, and boom, that was it. Oh. Back in there again. Same symptoms again. And that's how it all started. Um, the, 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 the slippery slide into um, what I now know to be electrical sensitivity. Um, and that was only the kind of the, the beginning because, um, so not through, through any choice, I had to stop using the cell phone because the pain was so great. And I started to use other, I started to work in other ways like using the computer. And then I started to react to the computer to my laptop firstly, and then to my desktop computer. Um, and I started to react to everything, really. Uh, my TV, um, the, the car, the car radio, uh, and even my regular landline, that I was getting symptoms from that at one point. So that's, that's how it's all started. Um, that's, uh, and then really from there, it um, really, for two years, I literally thought I was going crazy. This thing was just, um, it, because I went from, uh, obviously, back to the doctors, and the doctor said, well, okay, we'll, take, we'll send you to a, 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 a specialist, and then he found nothing, then we'll, we'll send you to a neurologist, and she found nothing, and then, and then so on and so forth. And I was going for all these tests and scans and everything. And really, they could, not, they could find nothing wrong with me. So I, um, I kind of decided that, that well, I was pretending there was nothing wrong with me, but all the time knowing there was. And I was kind of going crazy with this thing because um, I was kind of living a lie because I'm not really one to talk about, here I am today talking about it because you're asking me about it, but I don't really go around um, talking about this um, because you know that's 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 the way I am. Although it was it was a big problem, obviously, and I was just kind of uh, doing the best I could, and I continued pretending everything was okay when it wasn't for two years, and then one day uh, I got my newspaper through um, because I'm still someone who reads the newspaper to this day. Um, I know a lot of people don't read newspapers anymore, but uh, in the newspaper, so it was an article, it's quite a serious newspaper, it's called the Daily Telegraph, which is, uh, you know, quite a, an authoritative newspaper in the, in the UK, and in there there was an article from, about a guy who was CEO of a big company on the UK uh, stock exchange, and he was talking about this guy, and this guy uh, couldn't use a cell phone, couldn't use a computer, uh, drove around in an old car, had to dictate everything to his secretary, and even had to switch off the electricity at night when he went to sleep. Mm. And in this article, they put a term to this, what I was experiencing, which was electrical sensitivity. And that was it for me. It was like, whoopee. 
Yeah, really. I'm not crazy, and I'm not the only person on the planet who, who's got this thing. And, and that's how it all started. Wow. So what exactly were the range of symptoms that you experienced over this rather long couple-of-year period of time? Well, the, 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 the symptoms I experienced for... Um, it was really took me the best part of 10 years uh, to get over this. Um, and so the symptoms, there are the sort of the, the, the short and the longer term symptoms. Uh, the short term, so there was, the, you see, I was, I was very fortunate and I count, you know, I realize that now uh, because it was, um, I put the cell phone to my ear and I got the pain. I took it away, no pain. Yeah. So it was that obvious that it was, the cell phone, and then from that, I was able to. I was getting a very clear reaction to these other devices um, in my home and workplace, and so I was able to uh, mitigate my exposure um, as best I could. And it was all a little bit Keith Robinson, you know, very sort of. Um, I didn't go about it very uh, vigorously at the beginning, um, but the exposures were the the symptoms rather. The symptoms, so it was the initial symptoms were with the cell phone. It was the pain at the side of my head where it's holding the cell phone. And I get the warm ear. I get the tingling, uh, the tingling in my head. And sometimes I get hot flushes. Um, and I would get similar symptoms also when I was using a computer. Um, I never got into Wi-Fi because that was 2002. So the Wi-Fi, obviously, uh, it was very it looked kind of a good idea as it does to most people, but for me it was a, it was always a complete no-no. So I never got into the Wi-Fi. Uh, but yeah, just the regular computer, I was getting the same kind of symptoms: uh, the hot head, uh, the prickly skin, um, that kind of thing. And then from there, over time, because uh, I'm a bit of a sticker for punishment <laughs> because I tried <laughs> to carry on. So I didn't. I stopped using the the, the cell phone, but I carried on because obviously uh, you got to you know you got to carry on, and uh, I needed to work for a whole lot of reasons. So I carried on using the computer, and I you know I tried in various ways to 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 reduce my exposures. Um, so I was still getting the symptoms. And one of the things I had was massive fatigue. Uh, really, I could go to bed, you know, uh, very early at sort of uh, 9.30 and get up the next morning at 8, 8 o'clock or, you know, sleep, sleep like 12 hours. And I get up and I'd be more tired than when I went to bed. And I would just be like a zombie all day. Um, and then there were all kinds of symptoms, um, digestive problems, um, I was suffering from uh, high blood pressure. I got weight gain. Um, I got. Um, I suffered from um, joint pains also. Um, just a whole load of things. It really just knocked me for six. This thing. It just completely knocked me for six. And um, so I, I was just so fortunate that there was this very clear correlation between these devices. Um, and my symptoms that I was able to take some steps uh, early to, to, to reduce my exposure. 
Now, we're connecting in an electrical system here, uh, and I believe you're probably connecting through Skype. Uh, what are you doing right now to protect yourself from these exposures? Right. So, um, really, it's um, what I learned the hard way <laughs> is, well, the first thing is that for, for, for people that are listening and your audience, I guess, are people that perhaps have Parkinson's uh, disease or they're interested in it or they know somebody who has Parkinson's disease. Um, so the thing is, what I'm talking about here um, is, you know, there's no... Firstly, just to answer a very indirect question, you've not asked me this, but I feel it's important to put this out there, is that the link, so the link between EMFs and Parkinson's, I believe there is one. That's the first thing. Um, I believe there is one simply because EMF exposures affect us at uh, the cellular level. They affect us right down to the DNA. They affect us in every way imaginable. So they affect, they affect our, the, 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 um, the, our genes, they affect, the, they affect our uh, immune systems, uh, the neurological effects, and there's all kinds of uh, diseases which are uh, linked uh, to these exposures through studies. But there are no, as I know of, there are no diseases, link, there are no studies linking Parkinson's disease with these EMF exposures. That's not to say... Um, that there is isn't a link because I believe there is. Um, and what we do know is that um, cell phones, because uh, as I understand it, Parkinson's uh, is, uh, is to do with the brain not uh, producing dopamine. And what I know about cell phones is, and there's been studies on this, is that cell phones affect the dopamine production. They actually stimulate, they've been found to stimulate it. So there is a, uh, there is a, there is a link there. But what I'm saying in, in any case, Parkinson's or no Parkinson's, what we know is that these EMS exposures affect everybody. They affect everybody, um, and, and, and the, the studies are very clear on, on that. And, it's, and they affect us in just a myriad of different ways, and that's really the hard thing uh, to, um, to deal with because... People are suffering from uh, different, um, uh, they get a diff different symptoms, and unless there is a direct correlation like I had, then they don't realize, they don't know that uh, the, you know, the, uh, it's the EMFs that are triggering this. I won't say they're necessarily causing it, but the, they are triggering it. And so um, that, that's really uh, important. But to answer your question, in terms of what I do, um, so let me just tell you what I did uh, at the beginning is that I was like, or I am like, because I always, because, you know, the thing is, I am just an ordinary guy. Um, I'm actually a, a chartered accountant, which is like a CPA. That's how I started life. And nothing really, in a sense, nothing prepared me for this. Although when I look back, actually, there were things that prepared me for this, but uh, for this challenge, if you, if you, if, if, if you like. Uh, which is actually, uh, I saw it as something terrible, but then I began to, over time, I realized it was a tremendous opportunity because it's, it's certainly the most meaningful thing I've done in my life <laughs> uh, oh. to get involved in to help people with this and to talk about this. Um, 
And so for that, um, I feel very blessed that I've, uh, I'm, I'm in this position um, and that uh, I'm talking to you today and that uh, you know, I'm able to share what I've learned and share this information. I'm uh, very happy to do that. And so what I did uh, is um, I tried to, I tried every gadget I could get my hands on, uh, every, every diode, every pendant, every chip, everything you stick on the back of your phone, everything you stick on the back of your computer, a bit of software you put in your computer, everything, every quick fix you can think of, I tried. Because um, I just wanted to buy my way out of this, you know, uh, because yeah. all I wanted to do was just get on with my life <laughs> because my life was actually going rather well at the time because that's the thing when the doctor said to me, it's stress, it was like, I'm not stressed. This is this. Everything is going great. You know, I started a business in, um, in 1997, and it was really uh, taking shape. Uh, it, it was beginning to do well, and uh, I was happily married, um, living in a new home, um, great relationship, um, two kids, looking after myself as well um, in terms of uh, nutrition, and in terms of uh, my, you know, my physical health, I thought I was doing everything. And so this was really totally a bolt out of the blue. And so when it arrived, I just wanted to get back to my normal life as quickly as possible. And when the doctors were saying, oh, there's nothing wrong with you, then I was, in a sense, kind of buying into that. In the, in, in, I was kind of just getting on with my life. And then at the same time, um, everything I could find on the internet or anywhere else locally that could deal with this. And there were lots of devices on the internet which supposedly uh, deal with EMS. I'm talking about harmonizing chips and so on. Um, and that's, that's the direction I went. I, I, I tried all that and nothing worked. <laughs> no. um, and so uh, that led me to um, eventually actually doing what I should have done, which was beginning to measure my exposures. Um, and it's, it's actually uh, very simple to measure your EMF exposures because there are devices that can do this. Um, and so that's what I did. And I set about creating an environment in which I could um, live. And really my my goal was ALAR, and ALAR is just a, a shortened way of saying as low as reasonably possible. So I was aiming to get my exposures down as low as reasonably possible. Um, and that's what, um, that's what I said about doing. And it was really um, just a very, very long, drawn-out process of trying different things, um, and that was how it all started with this kind of basic EMS. Uh, what I call basic EMF you know, protection, basic but rigorous, and that, that's the key. And so today I'm speaking to you on a, um, on a desktop computer, just a regular, actually I'm on a Mac, it's a regular desktop computer, um, with, uh, it's actually a low EMF screen that um, I, so I've had a few of these now, and, um, and so that's, uh, that's an advantage, although all computers and all, all electrical equipment uh, given out um, electromagnetic fields in, in some shape or form. And 
uh, everything is wired. So, you know, it's the wired. Uh, so I've got a regular modem. I don't have what many people have, which is like a live box, which is like an all-in-one thing where you get your uh, internet and your TV and your telephone, and that thing um, is very difficult to control in terms of the EMS. I have a modem, which is actually a Wi-Fi modem, but with a Wi-Fi switched off because it has a button on it which switches off the Wi-Fi. Wow. Um, and so it's all wired, all a hardwired connection, and I've got a wired mouse, and I've got a wired printer, and I've got a wired um, keyboard. And so it's all wired, and I'm speaking to you through wired headsets. Cool. Well, you mentioned the meter. I think, is it a called a Gauss meter that you can use to uh, measure exposure um, don't you have a link on your website to something that you found was useful to you to use? Right. So um, really the, the thing to understand very simply is, um, well, in a, in a very broad sense, we, what I learned was that we live in an electromagnetic world. Um, and so all this time I was kind of, running away from all this, I never really, for two years I was running away from it. And so I was denying it, and I just wasn't interested in learning about it. I wasn't interested in learning about electromagnetic fields. In fact, it kind of brought me out in cold sweats just thinking about it. Because really, I was, I was you know, uh, frightened of this thing. And so the best, my way of dealing with it was kind of to pretend it wasn't there, it wasn't happening. But then, um, after the episode uh, in 2004, and then realizing that uh, this was real, then I began to, because I kind of suspected it, obviously, but I, because I didn't have a solution or even the beginnings of a solution, I figured it was better to pretend it wasn't really happening. And then from 2004, then I really began to study it, and I've got now like a library of books on this. Um, and um, so I realized that um, we live in, well, it, it's not even an electromagnetic world, it's, a, it's an energetic world and, and, and because we are actually energetic beings and our cells communicate um, through, through energy, through electromagnetic impulses. Our yeah. brains, our heart, it's all electromagnetic. And so we are, in every sense of the word, living in an electromagnetic world because we are electromagnetic beings but we are living in this increasingly electromagnetic world because of all these new technologies that are arriving. Well, really, ever since the um, the cell phone, particularly, but that brought in wireless and obviously the later version of it, the, the smartphone. Um, that sort of it became uh, very, very um, um, had a very broad appeal um, because of you know these things are just so um, wonderful in a sense that you can do so much with them. But wonderful and deadly at the same time in that um, there are these exposures which um, few people seem to be aware of or at least few people really take it, it seriously. Um, and so um, we're living in this, I'd say we're living in this electromagnetic world and so what, you know, the question is what can we do um, and the truth is there's lots of things we can do. And the first thing to do is to 
get a handle on your exposures is to measure your exposures. Really, that's the first thing to do. And so most people, like me, they don't want to do that. And so, for instance, when I went out and bought my first meter, I bought the cheapest possible meter I could find on the market because I didn't really believe that it was going to help me. And then as soon as I got it, within hours, really, I kind of realized that this thing was really useful and I was realizing all kinds of things. Uh, you know, it, it really opened my eyes. And then I got serious. Um, and so I bought a better version, a lot, lot better version. And that's really how it started. And then, so what I realized was um, that there was, I needed to measure these electromagnetic fields. And you talked about in your introduction about um, the different sources, and, you know, cell phones and, and computers and, and Wi-Fi and so on and so forth. But what we also forget is that we um, we are exposed to another source, which um, is sort of is so part of our everyday life that we we kind of forget it's there, and that is the electricity running through the wiring in our home. And so, um, and there are again, there's lots of studies about this. There's lots of studies on this whole topic, which again, people are always surprised when I say that because they're thinking, well, we don't get to hear about the studies. You know, how is that? Well, um, they're, they're, you know, that, that's another, another debate. <laughs> there are studies out there, thousands of studies on this. And so um, these, they're, 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 there are really four kinds of um, exposures which you can measure. And to deal with these EMFs, Effectively, you need to measure these four kinds of exposures, and I'll just explain to you very briefly what they are. So the first one is radio frequency radiation, and this is from devices like cell phones, like uh, Wi-Fi routers, like uh, cell towers, like cordless phones, and also um, microwave ovens. And then uh, you have another form of radio frequency, uh, another form of uh, electromagnetic fields, which is called electric fields. And the electric fields exist wherever there are, there are variations in voltage. So it's all about voltage. You measure that in volts per meter, and you would have a, uh, an electric meter to, to do that. And then thirdly is a category called magnetic fields, and that's what you were mentioning, which is um, which you measure actually with a Gauss meter. Um, and so magnetic fields, which we typically measure uh, in um, in um, Gauss or Tesla or Nano Tesla, but the most uh, the, the most uh, common unit is in Gauss. Um, and um, w you have magnetic fields wherever current flows, um, and the more current, the higher the magnetic field. Um, and then fourthly is another category which is called intermediate frequencies and the common name for this is now dirty electricity and these are frequencies which exist uh, which which are between the normal electrical frequencies so in the US you're on 60 Hertz uh, per second and in the, in, the, um, uh, in, the in, in this part of the world we're on 50 Hertz per second um, and um, the cell phones are in actual gigahertz which means 
um, billions per, per second, big billions of cycles per second. And so these intermediary frequencies are uh, between those, the, the, those high frequencies and those lower frequencies. Um, and so what that actually means is in terms of measuring is that you need more than one meter. There's no one meter that we can do everything. And that is really the, um, the first thing to understand. So this is, and so people say, well, yeah, but um, where do I start? Well, where you start is, um, I, always, I always say to people the question, what is bothering you most? What do you feel? Because the whole, um, my healing path was very much a question of listening to my intuition. Because there's something way smarter than intellect, and that's called intuition. And um, I wouldn't say I'm the smartest person on the planet, but I'm very intuitive. And so, you know, I, I figured out what I realized I wasn't the smartest person when I was doing my studies because I seem to have to work a lot harder than some of my friends and they could just kind of go in the classes and they remember everything instantly. <laughs> and I had to kind of work at things. Um, but I was very intuitive and I picked things up um, about, you know, uh, I've always been intuitive about people and, and um, got a sense of um, whether something's good for me or bad for me and, and, and that kind of thing. And, and so uh, I always say to people, you know, if they're wanting to deal with EMS, you've got to start somewhere. And the first thing is to say to yourself, well, what, you know, what is bothering, what, is, what seems to be bothering you the most? And then they'll say, well, it's actually, um, it's actually the cell towers or it's actually the smart meters, you know, the, smart meters, the, 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 the wireless uh, utility meters or something like that. And then in which case I'll say, well, in that case, you need a, a device, a meter which measures radio frequency radiation and that's the starting point, um, and and uh, and that you know, and so that's where you start um, with that, with one meter, just one meter. Get used to that meter and and take readings with the meter, and then you can um, you know, go go further uh, down the line with other meters, um, or and possibly with children. Well, how fascinating! I heard a story of one particular individual who was having serious neurological difficulties and was unable to find anything that provided any relief whatsoever. And after mm -hmm. some curious investigations, they discovered that there was uh, some short-circuiting in their electrical wiring in their bedroom. And apparently, yes. once that was repaired, all of a sudden the symptoms resolved. Yes. Well, that's very common. It's unbelievably common. And one of the things is, because uh, I've talked to a lot of people, over, you know, I've talked to a lot of people over the years, um, people looking for solutions, people trying to deal with these exposures. Um, and one of the things is that often people, um, they kind of get a bee in the bonnet about the cell tower which is down the road, or the smart meter, which is the other side of their uh, living room wall. And what I'm saying is they get focused on some external source of um, electromagnetic field. And um, they often, when uh, we kind of start looking into this and uh, with, uh, by taking readings, what we nearly always find is that 
the culprit is actually, or the worst offender, should I say, is not the cell tower down the road, is not the smart meter which is on the living room wall. It is actually something which is inside their home. Oh. And that's why, uh, because there's always things which we overlook, and that's why I say it's important to get a meter or meters, because the meters don't lie. You know, the meters, most of these meters now, they've got sound function on them, they've got the flashing lights. And believe me, when you get the flashing lights and the lights are going red, and you've got this thing and it sounds like a Geiger counter going crazy, <laughs> then that is, you don't need, you know, any more motivation to start doing something and dealing with this thing. You cannot put it off any longer. Um, and so very often it is internal. It is internal to the home or to the workplace. And wiring errors are incredibly common. And the other thing is that wiring errors, can you hear me, Robert? Yes, yes. Yeah, I thought the, uh, yeah. The, um, the wiring errors, uh, what I mean here is that wiring, you can have electrical wiring which conforms to the NEC code with the electrician's code, and at the same time, you can have wiring errors. And these wiring errors can go totally undetected for years, and they can cause notably massive magnetic fields. And there is a lot of studies linking magnetic fields to a long list of both diseases. I talked with an individual from Maui just yesterday, and we had a discussion about this and that. And she said, well, do you know, everybody in Maui is getting rid of their microwaves and also their cell phones. Now, does a person have to seriously consider an option of saying, well, we need to take the microwave and put it into the garage? <laughs> well, you know, um, for me to say that would be kind of ridiculous because I know that most people living with this, uh, sorry, he hearing this today, um, most people either they've got, they, they feel as though they've got no symptoms at all around these EMFs or maybe they have. But even if they kind of have, then is anybody really in a position to, you know, throw the cell phone away and throw the microwave oven away? So I don't say that, and that's why I say get the meter. Because if you get the meter, the meter shows you what's going on. You know, like a microwave oven, that, is, that throws out a huge amount of RF radiation and a huge amount of magnetic fields. I mean, we're talking the other side of the room. You know, you, the, the thing is, these, these EMFs, um, you can't, they're invisible. Okay, so you can't, uh, you can't see, hear, touch, taste, feel, most people, okay? <laughs> um, but, um, you know, you switch a microwave oven on, you can, with, a, with a, somebody who's electrically sensitive, uh, when I was at my worst, I could feel a microwave oven at the other end of the house through, mm. you know, two walls. That's how much radiation, how much EMS those things are pushing out. Um, so my line has always been to, I'm not trying to convince anybody. I'm just 
I give people the fact, you know, um, you're asking me this today. I'm very, very happy to share this information with you. But I'm not um, saying to people, oh, you know, you've got to pull down the cell phone towers and you've got to <laughs> keep your microwave oven out and you've got to burn your cell phone. You know, because honestly, um, I'm, I, I love gadgets and um, I'm all for progress and I love the internet and uh, that's one, you know, it, for me it's, it's, it's a tremendous thing because I live in France and uh, I've got my website and it's in English and that's like it, it kind of uh, allows me to get the best of both worlds. Um, so this technology is here to stay. So what's important is to use this technology safely, intelligently, knowing what the risks are. So once you know what the risks are, if you still want to use your microwave oven, if you still want to talk for hours on end with your best friend about whatever it is you know you talk about on the cell phone for hours on end, and people that amazes me when I go out into you know into cities and places, just how much rubbish people can talk on those things. Um, then if you want to still do that, then that's okay. That's okay. Do that. That's your choice. But um, there are some facts to be faced on this, and that's what I invite people to do is to to look at the facts and. Um, look at them. There are plenty of fact, there are plenty of really excellent resources on this, and you know I'm not pushing my own site because my my site is really uh, what I try to do on my website is kind of tell it like it is in very um, non-technical way that people can understand, and um, and there are there is lots of resources on this, uh, authoritative resources. Uh, for instance, the Bio Initiative Report, which is a report that came out in 2007, which reviewed 30 years of studies, over 2,000 peer-reviewed studies. Um, it came out again in 2012, an updated version, which reviewed thousands of studies again. Um, we've got um, studies coming out uh, nearly every day on this, which are pointing to um, the adverse biological effects and links with serious disease. So that's what I say to people is, Really um, look at the facts, wise up on this, and and then it's up to you. You know, you take some action. But the other thing is, the reason I started my website is because I'm actually, as I said it to you earlier, I'm not someone who goes around moaning and complaining about this, that, and so. Someone says to me, "Hey, how are you doing?" I'm always doing great. Always, always doing great. And then if somebody says, well, are you feeling okay? Okay, well, so we'll have a conversation of that. Well, actually, you know, I've got this, that, or the other, whatever. But um, so, and that's the kind of, that's just the way I deal with uh, life. Um, so I don't believe in ramming this down people's throats, you know, like people are with religion and people are with different things and they kind of get on their pedestal and that, I believe, just turns people off. So I decided to do the website really um, and I'm a fairly private person, so it was a way of talking about this to people that were interested, and it was a way, really what, what, what bothered me most with this whole MF question was for the kids, because I could not just sit there knowing what I knew, having gone through all that that I'd gone through with these EMFs, with this, you know, this, suffering that I went, there's no other word for it. Um, I mean, I was really, I got to, you know, very, at one point it was 
um, really very, very difficult to function um, because everywhere I went, it was I was just being bombarded with these things. I wasn't feeling well in my own home. I wasn't feeling well out of my own home. You know, I wasn't feeling well anywhere really. Um, and um, and that's really what spurred me to do something is for the kids. And I say because I've got two kids, and I couldn't just sit back and not do anything, knowing knowing what I knew about these exposures and what they can do to people, and particularly what they can do to uh, young ones. This is the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Rogers, and my guest today is Lloyd Burrell, whose website is www.electricsense.com. And so that's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-S-E-N-S-E dot C-O-M. I've seen some articles here and there on the research as pertains to cell phones, and there are some references to studies that appear to find that extensive cell phone use results in tumors, brain tumors. Is that consistent with the research you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually wrote a huge article on this last year, I think it was, um, and it's called 44 Reasons to Believe that Cell Phones Cause Cancer. And on that page where I put down, so I set out to really, because I wanted to talk about cancer, um, and serious, because that is sort of uh, a, the big question, always is can cell phones cause cancer? And uh, so I... I spent a long time uh, writing that article, researching it, and there are some really uh, clear links. Um, So, yeah, it's um, cell phone radiation um, is linked to two types uh, of of brain tumors, uh, gliomas and acoustic neuromas. Um, And gliomas, I don't know if you know, but they're um, a very serious tumor which... um, People that get those only survive sometimes between up to three years, one, between one and three years. Um, so it's a malignant tumor, which is particularly deadly. And also acoustic uh, neuromas, um, which are, are non-malignant, um, but uh, which, yeah, the, the, the very clear links uh, to those uh, two, two types um, of, of tumors. Um, and as I say, I this this paper I wrote uh, this article 44 reasons to believe so I just because people think well you know cell phones cancer whatever uh, you could I could I could put the same thing for cell phones and Parkinson's you know is there a relationship it would be a little bit harder because we're lacking the studies but there are studies on this and very serious studies uh, notably the interphone study. Uh, which uh, was conducted between 2000 and 2004, which is a massive, massive study, which should have been published in 2005. It didn't come out until 2010. Why didn't oh. it come out until 2010? Because, not because the science wasn't clear. The science was very clear because of the political infighting, because they found um, you know, results which didn't go 
um, in, 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 in the way that they wanted. They didn't, they didn't want to show the link between uh, you know, cell phone and uh, radiation and disease that, this, uh, the, that the study was showing. And so that's, unfortunately, what is happening is that um, the science is being manipulated uh, by uh, vested interests and, and that's one of the reasons why it's, it's, it's difficult to, uh, for people to really understand uh, what's going on on this question. Lloyd, you have an uh, e-book that you have written, EMF Protection e-book. Could you uh, tell people about that? Sure. Um, well, it's um, so the, there's, a, there's a lot of free information on my website. Um, there is um, pages and pages, hundreds of articles <laughs> on there, um, and so the ebook is a more is a is a condensed form. It's it's really a solution. It's an everyday solution uh, to dealing with EMF exposures. So it's like what me, what do I need to measure? What meters do I need to buy? How to use those meters? Um, do I need to shield? How to shield from these EMFs? So it's a very practical book, hands-on, uh, explaining in no uncertain terms what to do. Because there's a lot of books now, or there's quite a few anyway, talking about some great books being written about on the EMF question. But most of the books are sort of 80% uh, talking about the dangers, and then there's just kind of a few chapters at the end talking about the solutions, whereas my book is just the opposite. It's really all about solutions, and that's the thing is people that are affected by EMFs kind of think that there, are, there aren't solutions, but there are. There are lots of solutions, um, and, yeah, and, and, and um, the, the way forward with this um, is, is with this um, avoidance and protection, um, very simply, um, and then when I say in a general sense for most people, and then pe for people that, that are, um, have got symptoms, then it requires a broader approach, what I call a holistic uh, approach to health, centered around EMF protection. So that means we deal with EMF first, we have a very rigorous approach to um, dealing with these electromagnetic field exposures, we do all that first, and then once we've got all those boxes ticked, then we look at everything else. And when I say everything else, I mean everything else, because EMFs are just one toxin amongst many, but I actually believe they are like a super toxin in the sense that 2 plus 2 doesn't equal 4, 2 plus 2 equals 10 or 20 or 50 or 100 or 1,000, in the sense that these toxins, EMFs, um, combined with uh, other exposures uh, in our lives, um, and that can be um, exposures from, uh, for instance, uh, in the food we eat, the, 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 the chemicals that go in there, the fertilizers and the, the, uh, you know, and the GMOs and um, the pesticides and everything else and uh, through the, um, the, the toxins that we regurgitate uh, through the environment, through the, you know, the ozone layer and through the, uh, the toxins that we take in through uh, you know, the shampoo we put on it, put in our hair, 
the salts you put on our skin and, and so on and so forth. And then also uh, very important is mental and emotional toxins um, because that's something that uh, people overlook also is the emotional side of thing, uh, things and even the you know the Center for Disease uh, Control in the, in the U.S. says that 85% of all disease is wholly or partly can wholly or partly be attributed to uh, our emotions. Uh, so that's really important. So yeah, that's uh, in a nutshell um, uh, the, the 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 whole approach. But the book that you're referring to deals with specifically the the uh, EMS question and how to deal with EMS. And the title of the book. Uh, long-term EMF protection, rather um, unimaginative title, but uh, it really says it all. And so, yeah, it's not about quick fixes. Uh, it's not about um, just kind of buying some uh, diode chip sticker, whatever, and thinking, uh, pretending everything is okay. It's about applying, well, using uh, what science, you know, sci- a scientific approach uh, to dealing with uh, your exposures. So right now, I'm actually talking on a landline. It's concerned me now for quite a while about the use of cell phones. So I guess one of my strategies is to reduce the number of minutes that I spend talking on the cell phone. Do you have Mm -hmm. recommendations for people, just basic one, two, three recommendations, people who don't have these meters, who really aren't quite yet aware of the extent of exposure to them, but who do use cell phones, so they don't want to throw their cell phone away, what would you recommend that they consider doing in terms of changing the habits of how they use their cell phone to reduce the exposure? Right. So um, safe cell phone use. And I think everybody who's got a cell phone can use it in a more intelligent way, use it in a way that they're limiting their exposure. And... The the cell phone companies are actually um, they've been working on on on, on the, this exposure question, but they're not kind of owning up to it. And one of the things that they've done uh, in the last few years is they've introduced uh, airplane mode. What that means, very simply, is that you can have um, a lot of the functions of your phone, uh, for instance, the games, uh, taking pictures. Um, you know, your calendar, whatever. Um, you can access a lot of the functions on your, on your phone without it having the cellular connectivity, without it connecting with uh, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, or the uh, cell tower. And so that is really the first point is that when you, if you do have a, a cell phone, a smartphone, then is to make use of that function as much as possible. And uh, I really do not advise on carrying a cell phone on your person um, with it being switched on um, in a a connected uh, connected mode. So it needs to be in um, airplane mode. And um, that in itself is already a huge step. The second thing is, is when you do use your cell phone, uh, there's an expression, text don't talk. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the, what we know about uh, radio frequency radiation, what I know personally is what, what I felt 
that day in 2002. So believe me, these dangers are real. And I wasn't interested in the science. I wasn't interested in the studies. I wasn't interested in learning about EMS. I did it because I kind of had to. <laughs> um, and um, so, so that's where I'm coming from on this. And what I can tell you is these, these, these exposures, uh, they work um, in a, like many things, how many things work in nature, they work in an exponential way. And um, what that means is uh, it's instead of, you know, having the graph where you've got um, a linear line, uh, like a horizontal line, you've got like kind of this uh, curve, um, which, which um, and this, uh, in, this is the physics, the physics call this the inverse square law. And what that means is that these exposures fall off extremely rapidly with distance. And a simple way of putting that is that distance is your friend. And um, to put this, uh, to put some, um, put this in terms which everybody can understand. If you put a cell phone right next to your head, um, uh, or, or you use it um, six inches away, away from your head, well, if you use it six inches away from your head, then that reduces your exposure about 100 times, about 100 times further away than when it's stuck right next to your head, okay, which is like one millimeter away or, or whatever. So 100 That's times huge. away, six inches. What that means in terms of your exposures is because of this inverse square law is that the actual reduction in exposures is actually 100 times 100, which is 10,000. So by using your, your cell phone six inches away, you have a 10,000-fold reduction in your exposure. So you can see what I'm saying here is that you need to keep the cell phone well, away from your body, but particularly away from your head. And why away from your head? Well, just think about how a microwave oven works. How does a microwave oven work? If you put something like a dried pea in there and switch it on for five minutes, it's not going to do anything because it's dry. But if you put a glass of water, then it will boil that glass of water. And that's because the microwaves excite uh, things, excite things with a liquid content. And the brain is about 75 to 80% liquid, as uh, many of our organs are. And so yeah. that is why um, you should not be putting this cell phone next to your head. And so by having it six inches away, you can achieve a, a 10,000-fold exposure. And so really, yeah, so, so just to summarize, um, airplane mode, text don't talk, and if you do talk, then keep it away from your head, and one way of doing that is to use an air tube headset. And there are headsets, you know, most people have got wired headsets. The problem with wired headsets is that they can act as an antenna picking up the ambient radiation in the environment and transmitting it straight up to your brain because it's a wire, it's a metal wire. Whereas an air tube, it's called an air tube headset, uh, there's information on my website or information on the internet, uh, internet generally. An air tube headset enables the connection without having the metal wire. Oh, that's so cool. Now, 
Lloyd, some people who are listening uh, may then begin to take some steps, get some meters, do some analyses, but really feel as though they need some extra consultation assistance. Do you offer consultations to people? I do. I do, yeah. Um, I offer, I do consultations, um, and I do also um, coaching. Um, and um, But, you know, there's, my website is... Um, uh, a big resource, it's a labor of love, <laughs> as I'm yeah, sure yours is also. Um, and there is a lot of information on there, and uh, people um, can also, there's a forum on there which is free to use, well, everything's all, it's all free to use. Um, and yes, people can also um, uh, pay to use my services through consulting or through coaching, also do coaching for people who are trying to deal with their EMF exposures. Uh, but before all that, certainly, just there's just a lot of information which you can avail of um, and interact with uh, other people on there, um, just through um, you, you know going on the website and using the um, search box at the top, putting in your question in there, and that, that will direct you to articles which uh, will answer your question. And how will people get in touch with you directly? Oh, well, they can uh, just send me an email This uh, from the uh, contact form. There's a contact form on there, um, and just um, use that. Uh, I think it's on the top right-hand side, uh, contact Lloyd. Uh, just send me a contact through there. Yeah, sure. You have covered some fascinating, useful, and helpful information for everyone. If there's one thing you would like for listeners to remember about this program today, what would it be? Well, I say to people, um, don't take my word for it. And if you, but what I say is, if this, if what I've said has aroused your curiosity in any way, it's my story. Um, uh, remember, I did not set out to uh, be the. EMF guy, if you want. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did not set out to do this. I did not set out to um, to learn about EMS and talk about EMF dangers and, 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 and try and help people with this, but I realized that it was, without doubt, the most important thing, the most important contribution I could make to, to this world. Um, and um, so what I say is, if, if, if what I said is, is around, has aroused your curiosity, and I, I don't expect to convert people here today that are because of people, the people listening to this who are just uh, totally um, uh, having a very hard time accepting what I'm saying that maybe their uh, cell phone or their electricity, uh, electricity in their home, um, or their microwave oven, or their cordless phone or um, whatever other device they use and it could you know hair dryers or any electrical device um, you know could be impacting their health but i say don't take my word for it if if i've aroused your curiosity today just go on the internet and do your own research on this and and you will you know that is that is the way forward and baby steps um, just start um, making uh, a few changes uh, in your life and Keep your eyes open on this because once you become uh, alerted to this, you will see there is actually quite a lot of information out there on this. Um, and um, you know, if you've got children, particularly, 
then uh, it's important to to protect your your, your children. Lloyd Burrell's website once again is www.electricsense.com. Lloyd, on behalf of the thousands of listeners of the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show, I want to thank you for an illuminating and, I must say, fascinating discussion of the hazards of EMF exposures. My pleasure, Robert. Thank you for the invitation. And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact that you're hanging in here and listening to this radio show today, that you indeed are on the road to recovery. May you have a magnificent week. Good day. <laughs>